Welcome to another episode of Therapy Recovery. It's your host, Nell Kyle, and today's topic is going to be about trusting God in transitions. Transitions are definitely something that I'm discovering uh, are inevitable, um, but necessary for our growth. I think in my own experience, something that I'm learning to do and still trying to lean into, if I'm honest, um, is trusting that despite me not having everything laid out and having my plan go according to plan, (laughs) I think I'm learning to really exercise my faith. I think in doing a lot of the work that I've been doing for the past couple of years, it's very easy to get into a routine and not even realize that some muscles of faith are a little bit dormant and stagnant. And I am definitely trying to lean into the discomfort and the lessons that I'm learning along the way. And it's also been a time of self-reflection and just really understanding who I am and who God has called me to be. I have felt nudges and have had really, you know, blatant reminders uh, because sometimes we like to test God and ask him to give us signs and do all this stuff. But if you're stubborn like myself, we don't listen. So he does what he has to do. (laughs) So I think For this episode, it's so important for us to hear from someone who's been through a similar experience, who's had to really lean on God during a time of transition and not knowing what the end result would be and learning how to lean back and allow God to really just move in her life. So I had to bring on none other than my dear friend, Josephine Mena. Josephine is a fellow follower of Christ and a dedicated financial analyst with a passion for numbers and strategic planning. Josephine believes in the power of community and empowerment and enjoys bringing women together to share experiences and inspire one another. And she's also an informal photographer because every time we hang out, she takes the best pictures for Insta. So, hey, she might have a side hustle coming up, so you never know. (laughs) But, um, I think her testimony is going to be so powerful today. As you'll hear, Josephine emigrated here from Kenya and just listening to how she was able to go from one country to another with just trusting that that's what God wanted her to do. I mean, that is inspirational. Um, And what I love about her testimony is that she is very vulnerable in the fact that there were moments where she doubted. There were moments where she thought that maybe, am I doing something wrong? Did I make the right choice? Which is very comforting for me um, as I am navigating my own season of transition in various areas of my life. So if this is also you, or if you're thinking about some type of transition, be it professional, relational, whatever it is, I really hope that this episode can 
give you the courage and the faith for you to lean in and to trust God wherever it is he's taking you. So you guys know the drill by now. I hope you have your favorite cup of tea with you. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. Good morning, Ms. Josephine. How are you? I'm good, Nakaya. How are you doing this morning? I am so good. Um, today is a beautiful day where I'm at, and I'm happy to talk to you today about this topic of trusting in the transition. Um, we've both been through some really serious periods of our lives where there was intense transitions, some of them back to back, and we both were able to, you know, kind of see each other through it in certain phases. Um, so I would definitely love for us to talk about it, especially your experience. I think that one's going to really help people today. Oh, sure. I am happy to share because um, as we all know in life, change is inevitable. Transition at times is also inevitable. So I think um, if one stays prepared and that time comes, you're more equipped to take, you know, to handle all that comes your way. So I think uh, this is such a relevant topic to discuss in our daily lives. And um, with how life is set up with COVID, that was a transition for everyone. So good job, Nakaila. Amen, boo. Amen. So before we start into this, yeah. Give us an elevator pitch. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do I begin? So, um, of course, I'll start with my name. My name is Josephine Minor. And I'm only, uh, originally from Kenya. I was born and brought up in Kenya um, my whole life. So I just moved to the States um, in 2018. That's about five years ago. And that has been such a big transition for me, you know, moving from a country I have known my entire life and move. And this is a migration I did as an adult. So I've already established my ways of doing things. I have had a career in Kenya. I had my family and friends in Kenya. And now I've moved into this new country where I know basically no one apart from my few family members. So, um, it's been quite a journey and here I am to talk about that and um, more about my journey in the US. Oh my gosh, I'm excited because as you know, like you were there with me when I was moving from one state to the next and it was so overwhelming. And I'm so thankful that I had you, you know, and um, our mutual friend and your cousin, Charity, <laughs> um, and both of you, because you've been through that experience, were very, very instrumental in giving me the courage to go through with it. So I am so excited to hear even more details. So, yeah, let's dive into it. We kind of sure. like touched it in terms of like what your most difficult season was leaving Kenya and not having, you know, your core people around you that you've spent your whole life around. Like, how was that like? Oh, my God. Like, uh, to be honest, that had, has been one of my most difficult seasons, not just in transition, but in life. Um, as I mentioned, being brought up and I mean, born and raised up in a certain uh, place means you know your way of doing things in that place. And then now you have to approach your life and move to a new place where you don't know their way of life in terms of how things are done. I've left behind a family that I loved 
friends that I've known some of them my entire life from when I was a young child, a career that I really loved. Um, I have a background in finance. I went to college for um, financial engineering. I had a good job in Kenya, something I love. And now I'm back on this side trying to figure out uh, things. But out of all these, I would say the career stall really took a toll on me because I'm now in the States. I don't have a job. I'm trying to figure out things. I, I mean, this is not Kenya, so I don't know how to go about uh, like my resume writing. I don't know where to apply for the jobs. I don't know who to go to. And then the moment I was able to figure out a few things, I started with the job applications. Oh my God, the job rejection, that did a number on me. You know, you're, you're dedicating so much time to apply for jobs and all you get is rejection emails, rejection letters. So. At some point, it really took an emotional toll on me. You know, you feel like you're doing nothing with your life. Um, you're lagging behind. When you, I look at, say, my friends in Kenya, everyone is doing well. The friends who went to college in, people are getting promotions at work. Here I am still looking for a job, still trying to figure out why do I even apply for my job, getting a million and one rejection emails, you know? So that took um, an emotional toll on me, but I would say I'm grateful that I didn't give up and kept going. And eventually, so I came in 2018 and I finally got my job last year, 2022. So you can see that took almost four years of figuring things out. And I would say it's been quite a journey, quite a journey. And also when it comes to friends, Living behind my friends, people I knew, and now coming to this side, and I have to you know, start making friends as, as an adult. And let me tell you, there's nothing as difficult as making friends when you're an adult. I feel like when you're young, you just go to a playground and you play with someone, but at the end of the day, you're friends and you end up yeah. being friends for 10 years. Yeah. Right now, there's so much because people are going through different phases of life, you know? You meet someone who's maybe um they've already figured out their career, someone who's uh, starting family life, you know, so you're all in different seasons of life and attempts merging that and making it work can be very difficult. So that's something I've learned. But I'm grateful that um I've also been able to get some, you know, meet some good, amazing people and make some good friends. On the family, I mean my um just a, a brief background, I'm an only child to my mom. So it's only been my mom and I and my, my grandma. My dad passed on when I was pretty young. I don't even have like a memory of him. So you see, I, these are my two core people and I have to leave them behind and come to this side. But um, again, I had about um, four cousins on this side. So that also made the journey easier for me. But it's been quite, quite a journey. Oh my God. So <laughs> there's so much to unpack there, Josie. You talked, <laughs> you talked about two things that a lot of us go through, you know, whether we're in seasons of transition or not, and that is rejection and comparison. And we can face it in so many different ways. And mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you that you were able to, you know, come through that. And don't get me wrong, all of us go through it and it will come back in seasons in different seasons of our lives um but can we just dive a little bit deeper into those experiences because i feel mm -hmm. like in our world today you know being on social media and having that be such a core element of our lives 
it's very easy for people, for example, one of your friends perhaps seeing you, wow, she's moving to the US, you know, like what an exciting time for her. She's moving to a different country. But on the other side, it's you feeling all of these different emotions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. You know, when someone feels like you're moving, well, Kenya, just another brief background, Kenya is a third world country. So when someone feels like you're moving to a first world country, you know, so it's all, you feel like um, this person has a life together, but the moment they get there, everything is figured out for them. That's not the case. I mean, you have to come on this side and figure out every single thing by yourself. So um, let me just ta- talk on rejection and that's an emotion that really takes a toll on you because it got me to a place where I felt like giving up. Like what's the need of applying to these jobs and every single time I'm getting rejection emails, I'm getting rejection letters from recruiters. Why do we have to keep going? Um, and you really have to be surrounded by people who believe in you. You know, it could be family, could be friends, because at times you can't even get yourself out of that. You need someone else to come and tell you, like, no, you you know, you got this, you're capable, your dreams are valid, you know. And for me, I had uh, my family and my cousin, you mentioned her name, Charity. You know, on those bad days, like, no, I can't do this. I'm done. I'm not applying to any more jobs. I don't think I'm ever getting a good job. You know, she comes because she knows me. She'll be like, no, you're more than capable. Your dreams are valid. It's just that maybe you didn't, this job isn't for you. You didn't fit. Um, They didn't get the requirements they needed from you. But guess what? There's a job for you. So that was such a good encouragement to keep me going and also, um, I had uh, I I normally have like sticky notes. So on a good day, you know, when you're feeling good, you know what you want and uh, all those kind of things. You write it down. You know, this is coming from you. It's coming from within, and you have them somewhere. So on bad days, when you feel like I can do, I cannot do this anymore. Um, I want to give up. You know, you can read them and be like, oh, you know, yeah, that's me. Those are my dreams. Those are my goals. I am this. I am more than capable. I am strong. I have God in me, and every single thing is is possible. So that also uh, played a very big role in reminding me and taking me out of those moments of um, when you feel like, uh, you know, with the rejection when you feel like you're not worth of anything, like you'll never succeed. And now when you come to comparison, that's a very good point that you, uh, you, you mentioned. Comparison is a killer of dreams mm-hmm. because everyone's journey is different. As you're told, someone could be in chapter 10 of their lives, you're in chapter 5 of your life. Does it mean you're behind? No, it just means you're not yet there. Your journey is still going on. But when you compare, you, and in, in life, again, I also feel like that's also inevitable, you know, our human nature. Yeah. You'll be looking like, oh, Nakao started her podcast. I, I've been meaning to start my YouTube channel, which I've never done. I don't think I'm doing well in life, but she is. But that's the chapter she is in her life. For someone who doesn't know your story, you had to leave New Jersey and go to a new state, start a life there away from the family you've known your entire life. Probably being in that space helped you, you know, go for some of your goals. So that means you're in a different season of your life. But someone will be comparing that without knowing the background story. So um, now I'm here. 
struggling with so many things, you know, settling, trying to find my footing in the States, um, trying to figure out things. But I'm looking at, say, my friends maybe back in Kenya or some of the new um, new friends I had made on this side. And like, oh, these guys have their lives figured out. I feel like I'm not doing well. Uh, I feel like I'm lagging behind in life. But I think in uh, on this, God pulled me out. But just reminding me that, you know, I have a plan for you. I have a plan for your life. And don't worry about what anyone else is. That's my, like, God was like, that's my journey with them. That's not your journey with them. So come back, come back to me and let's do your journey, you know. So that was just very humbling, like, knowing that even in the middle of things not working out, that's how I felt. God was still with me and was still going to work things out for me. So he came through for me. (laughs) that's so powerful so powerful like you need to have him as your anchor you do because you're right it is so easy to just you look and you're like well dang lord like what's going on over here but in actuality he's still crafting your story you know and i love what you said about you know sacrifice oftentimes when we're comparing ourselves it's like you want the end goal you want the destination but do you want the sacrifice that comes with it people look at your story and it's like wow she was so brave you know to just you know go up to another country do you want the sacrifice of isolation do you want the sacrifice of the debilitating fear that you might feel do you want the sacrifice of having to you know trudge through and you know fight the feelings like you know what i'm going home (laughs) but No, God told me to stay here for a reason and a purpose. That's the thing that, you know, in addition to always tying it back to the word. And for me, it's like worship music. Whenever Mm -hmm. I get into my feelings, that's what I go to. But it's also remembering it's like, I don't know what it took to get to that level for them. Nor do I need to, because to your point, and you said this beautifully, that is their story. That is not mine. Yeah, that's their story. What you can do is learn from them, but don't compare. Don't wish that was you. Your journey is different, and just you will still get your destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so good, girl. Well, this leads me to the next question. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And we touched on this just a little bit. But yeah. as we've been saying, transition, it requires a lot of faith. It really, really does because you're very comfortable and you're secure, but fear, it always gets in the way. So we talked about a lot of the feelings that you were experiencing in the midst of it, you know, and even right now being on the other side of it, but like walk us through like what it, it was going through your mind. Why did you want to, you know, leave? Why did you want to do this? And how were you able to really like fight through that fear? So um, one, what led to my transition? One, first, I'm moving from Kenya to the States. One, I had um, career goals that I felt I would be able to maybe accomplish on the other side. And number two, um, just being in a new environment has a way of helping you learn more about yourself and know yourself. So I would say I was looking for that growth. And, you know, you'd think 
until you do it you think you know i have all this figured out i'm going to move and do this and this and that and that and then you come to the other side and that's not the case you know <laughs> so by it not being what you planned fear kicks in like oh no this is not it. so we go back like you know you're in that situation i would say like in a dilemma you don't know exactly what to do and can you imagine in that situation whereby fear should be kicking in and you're anxious and all that that's when even my journey with god grew that's when my relationship with god uh, grew became strong i got close to god so just to show you how far i've come with god um so i have been brought up in a christian family so that what does that mean sundays are meant for church uh during the week of course there will be one day of going to fellowship and all these things but you know as a kid when you grow up in that it becomes routine so you think i i thought let me speak for myself i thought having a relationship with god for me meant going to church on sunday and attending fellowship during the week so as long as i do those two things i'm good like god and i are good i'm a christian i'm born again that's it but then um you know on when i was still in kenya out here um like people saying oh i had god speak to me i'm like hmm, did he speak yes. to you or you just tell me um out here people speaking in tongues i'm like hmm good job picking that up you know because according to me speaking in tongues was meant for pastors and all these senior people in church so mm-hmm. you can see where my relationship was with god was so it was just routine go to church on sunday fellowship anyone who trusts tell me oh speaking tongues um god especially god spoke to me i'm like if he spoke to you why doesn't he speak to me so you're lying because he's never spoken to me Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> coming on this side and um you're in a situation where only god can come through for you you know like i've been in those situations you do all that you can but only god can come through for you mm-hmm. and that grew my desire to know god I was like okay you know what i think um my relationship with god can be can be closer can be stronger than it is and if people say they hear from god i think i can hear from him too so with that desire um i started like asking questions like how how do i hear from god how do i get closer to god and i'm so grateful again that i have um a family that has a strong relationship with god so i didn't have to look you know so far to get that and i could also see it in their daily lives you know they pray every day they're worshiping and praising they're going to church every sunday i'm like okay maybe i try this and i started with reading the bible no seriously reading the bible not the routine one you know mm-hmm. and asking the holy spirit to guide me i started having the desire to speak in tongues something that i meant was something i thought was only reserved for the like pastors and all those people yeah. and with these having that desire and praying about it i was so surprised to to see god coming through for me yeah you know like i'll pray about something and you'd speak to me like you'd speak god would speak to me yeah. that had never happened in my entire life and remember all this is happening in a season of my life that i feel like i'm not doing very well i'm yeah. going through my career store applying for jobs no feedback i'm going through all these changes of being in a new country having no friends and just a few family members so remember i'm not in the best shape of my life you would say that mm-hmm. but this is when god is revealing himself to me this is when um, i'm getting closer to god but remember it started with my desire to know him so um i'll just give a few pointers of what i did to yes. grow my relationship with him 
and it was reading the bible you know like praying before i read the bible and i'm like god when i read this bible verse reveal to me what you mean i'm not just reading for the sake of reading i want you to talk to me through this bible verse and he did you know yeah. one day remember the first time he did it i was praying about something um and you know i was like you give me your answer i'll be waiting and i went to bed and he gave me a bible verse i remember it was romans 8 28 that says all things will work out for good for them who believe in god you know and this is a bible verse I, that I didn't know so he just gave me the word i didn't even know which part of the bible that was in so i woke up i googled it and i got the bible verse and i'm like oh this you know it's working so with that it gave me the urge to keep you know trusting him and believing that he can talk to me when i'm faced by a situation i first talk to him and you know tell him god i need an answer from you and i have the confidence that he can actually talk to me so I graduated to praise and worship. I didn't know a lot of praise and worship music, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. So I got into praise and worship by um, times when you're not even in the mood of prayer and you just listen to a worship song, a praise song, you just, you know, start praying. At times you pray about something and God answers it in form of um, a song. You know, you may be a song you had in church. It brings it to your, um, to your spirit. Yeah. So, oh my God, it's it's been quite a journey. And right now, I would say that my relationship with God is stronger and closer than it was four years ago when I came here. When I came to the states five years ago, when I came here, and it grew during the most difficult season of my life. So, I would encourage anyone who's listening to this: you don't have, you know, to wait when you're in the most difficult season of your life just do what you can to grow your relationship with God around yourself with believers and if he's talking to you about transition trust him change is hard it's never been easy for anyone it's inevitable though but just trust God and just know he has a plan for your life and he knows exactly what he's doing yeah well number one you answer the next question number two <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, no, no. But I love that because I think you you touched on something so, so beautiful. And yeah. what comes to me is like the word where it says like, you know, where you are weak, I am strong. And mm -hmm. I'll speak a little bit on my story. Something that I really struggled with a lot, a mm -hmm. lot was pride. And I didn't realize it until I came over here to North Carolina and I had this alone time to really kind of reflect on my life. Yeah. And I would often accredit a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, milestones or like successes that I've had in my life to mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, I, I stemmed all of this energy from the things that happened to me rather yeah. than seeing it as God's grace over my life the entire way, mm -hmm. you know, and for me, just like you, I had I had grown up Christian. Um, I love to say like I spun the block. You know, I was Catholic, evangelist, <laughs> non-denominational. Yes. Like I tried, <laughs> I tried it all. But um, now, is. like it's true. Like I had more of like a surface level relationship with God. It felt very yeah. like an obligation, just mm -hmm. continuing tradition. But That's it really so wasn't true. until yeah. I came here and reflected and going into the word more and praying and you know how i know when the holy spirit is around mm -hmm. when i start crying like a baby because i don't like to do that like it's just not 
a thing for me. But when yeah. I'm reading something and mm-hmm. it clicks, it's like, oh my God, this literally happened to me. Or, oh my God, like you saw that. Or it's mm-hmm. just like this immense emotion of like gratitude. It's like, that's what people mean when they say you need relationship with God. That's, that's why that word, like I always used to be confused by the word where um, Jesus said, there are many who will, you know, say, I prophesied in your name. I did all these things for you. And he will say, depart from me for I never knew you. Because what mm-hmm. people don't realize is that, yeah, you're staying at the traditions of it. You're doing the surface level things. And oftentimes it could be for your own glory, not necessarily yeah. mine. But when you have that relationship of mm-hmm. going into the word or even, you know, as we're all adults. Sometimes it you just can't get to it. But yeah. throughout the day, you're still like, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? Or Lord, thank you so much for everything that you've done for me. Yeah, I, I something that I know like he's helped me to do is to walk in a spirit of gratitude because I didn't even realize I was a complainer. I was an yeah. intense complainer, Josie, like you remember. <laughs> but I... <laughs> I've noticed like a small shift in me every single day where it's like, mm-hmm. I could complain about this or even if I do, but there's a comma there. But yeah. I remember when I didn't have X or I remember when I was struggling through this and look at where God has taken me now. So you know what? As yeah. annoying as this might be right now, it's all good. You know, that's, so yeah, that's amazing. so powerful. I, I appreciate that story and that reminder so much because you're right. It's so easy, you know, when you are transitioning and you're Mm -hmm. isolated for you to really just surrender to those negative emotions. But that's exactly where God usually meets you. Yeah. And just a quick um, add on to that is um, I feel that part of my transition, why God wanted me to do the move um, was for him, for him to help me grow my relationship with him. Because remember, already I was in an environment whereby, as you said, I just had the surface relationship with him just going to church. And my life was so busy in Kenya. I didn't have that quiet time to just sit down and evaluate my relationship with him. So I think because like, you know, this child of mine, I don't think she'll ever take a minute and, you know, go through my relationship with her. So you know what? I'll move her, isolate her while she has time to just stay still which was never me, you know, have time and grow med- And that's exactly what happened. So one thing I'm very grateful about that transition was my relationship with God. And I think that's why he needed it to happen. Yeah. And again, everyone, when, when you feel like God is calling you for a change in your life or a transition, trust him and know he has a reason for you. It could be a different reason for everyone. Maybe it's for growth, whatever reason he has, just know he has your good intentions at heart and take it, take him up on that. Mm, my gosh. So the same thing, Nikki, with you, when you, you're saying when you moved to North Carolina, you had um, a still moment, you know, when you had no family, you had no friends and you're just alone. That means you have a lot of time on your hands. And that's when he brought in so many things in your life. And even your podcast, I believe that was birthed from that moment, right? Mm. Well, I was still starting the podcast like back home, but I have to say the strategy behind it became more aggressive and I've seen even more growth since being here. I have to say that for sure. For sure. So um, trust the transition, trust the change. Josie, that was so good. (laughs) So 
we talked about, you know, obviously a little bit about the milestones and examples of growth, but in addition to, you know, obviously having a deeper relationship with God, what do you think you're most appreciative of, you know, because of this experience? Like, what have you seen in yourself that you're like, I am most proud of this? Uh, well, one, I have learned to live in the moment, you know, in terms of enjoying when I wake up every day, I think that connects to um, um spirit of gratitude. Um, I learned I learned to be grateful of every single day and do more of the things that I love. So during my isolation period, you know, when things were at a stall for me, one thing that also kept me going, one of my coping mechanism, um, you know, apart from having my relationship with God, the Holy Spirit um, led me to doing more of the activities that make me happy. And I'm a very outdoor person. You know, I like being outside and doing all yeah. those fun activities. So I indulged more in those activities. And, you know, they always give me these moments of happiness and make me feel so much alive. I would be, I remember for my birthday in 2020, that was a COVID year, um, 2021 my cousin and i went skydiving and this is something i had always wanted to do for such a long time I was like this is a tie so we went skydiving <laughs> and wow, it Joseph. made me so happy <laughs> you know wow well, well first of all my i'm moment. glad you're alive like wow <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell one of us is has an intense fear of heights so that definitely not be me <laughs> <laughs> you never you should try maybe that's how you overcome the fear Josie. of height Josie no no no, no. <laughs> but I'm so happy for you girl that is amazing I'm happy you crossed off your bucket list <laughs> yeah so I indulged more of things that make me happy you know that was just something I did for my birthday not happening again according to my mom um, <laughs> my mom is always saying remember I only have one child so whatever you do, I only have you. Yeah. And also, I love going out for walks and picnics, just anything that's getting me out of the house, count me in. So doing more of those things made me so happy. And at times, even help, they helped me forget all these struggles I'm going through, all these things that I'm feeling are not working. So that, combining all that and now God you know, encouraging me and promising me that every single thing will work well, I feel like that's what took me through that period to where I am today. Mm. That's so, so yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, and that was part of you now the milestones. So again, this is just an encouragement of learn to enjoy life and its joys a day at a time you know you don't have to figure a whole year out say 12 months in advance no you don't have to figure out a whole season beforehand just enjoy every day we take up our nikki on the spirit of gratitude every day when you wake up try be grateful for say like two things you know one is waking up which is a, a miracle by itself even good health just pick anything that you're happy about and you see this changes something in you you learn to always be grateful you learn to appreciate the small things in life you know i remember there's a time i was even um struggling with highlighting my eyebrows i know this is something that you know you think it's so yeah. minute but i've learned that god cares about every single thing about my life so i'll be like oh god no um these eyebrows are giving me such a hard time can you holy spirit 
help me highlight my eyebrows. <laughs> and you know, it starts working out like, hmm, not bad. Okay, that was before I did microblading, but it was starting yeah. to shape up. I'm like, you know, and I'd always be grateful. I'm like, oh, wow. I was able to highlight my eyebrows. It's not something so small, but it would make me so happy, you know? And the fact that I would even pray about something to me so small and actually like the Holy Spirit comes through I'm like God really cares about every single thing that concerns me so that's how you learn to appreciate the smallest of things so whatever you're going through just start this being appreciative and with the spirit of gratitude and you see things will start changing in your life you you it just happens I, I don't know how to explain that oh my god so <laughs> what literally what came to mind for me when you were saying that um two things um Mm -hmm. one just because you know like music is like my thing so Mm -hmm. the the song i was listening to yesterday was gyra by maverick city and the phrase you know like if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor how much more will he clothe you how much more will he clothe you um Mm -hmm. and i was reading i believe it was psalm 9 or 10 but you know he is a a protector of the fatherless mm-hmm. so there are a lot of us who have you know complicated situations you know yeah. you mentioned that your father passed away when you were young some yeah. of us like myself have complicated relationships with our fathers um mm-hmm. and for some it might be you know the other side it could be your mother whatever the case is whatever parental figure you had yeah and so oftentimes that leaves like a, a void you know in a wound yeah. and a lack of covering but it's mm-hmm. in those small moments when you realize that there is someone who has always been there covering you and they care about the small things he wants to provide for you he wants to guide you he wants to protect you he wants to do all of these things for you it's just a matter of you actually acknowledging that and walking alongside god that is truly truly it yeah, that's, that's all. It. You have said it so well, Nathaniel. Yeah, that's all. Um, just another add-on. Um, my pastor always said that um, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He'll never come into your life if you don't want him to come into your life. So you have to have one, the desire, and then ask him to come into your life and help you with every single thing you do in your life. And it makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. So Josie. let God in. Let God in. Josie. My <laughs> whole audience, you can understand why we're friends. Because, like, she <laughs> is, like, truly the definition of, you know, iron sharpens iron. And um, I am so big on that and being intentional with the people who you surround yourself with. And you need people who will remind you, like, girl, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> or, girl, get up. You're going to try again. And that mm-hmm. is Josie. And so I thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story and sharing your wisdom and just yeah. really helping us to be motivated, you know, to really deepen our relationship with God again. So thank you, Josie. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, do you know one um, of my most uh, um, fond memory of you when I was going through all this um, season of my career store and trying to do my job applications was when we did our girls trip to North Carolina, when you're also yeah. trying to scout out the area. And we were coming from church, Elevation Church, to where we had, um, what did we have a lunch? Cheesecake Factory? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, because Charity was yeah. so annoyed because she wanted food and it was taking too long. <laughs> yeah, we were also hungry. But my most fond memory of us and, you know, like you guys being there for me through that moment was the Uber ride from church to Cheesecake Factory. Because I remember that's when I was telling you about all this struggle of I've been applying to jobs. At that point, I felt like it's not going to happen to me. I'm like... At this point, I've done enough. Um, I even got myself invested in a career coach, which is something I would also um encourage anyone who's going through a career transition or um trying to get a new job. I feel like some, just try get yourself a career coach or a career mentor. It makes a very big difference. But I remember telling, mentioning that Nikki, and you're like, no, uh, you got this. You're going to get a job. Just keep going. Like, don't give up. That memory has stayed with me for so long. And anytime I think about the three of us, that's a that's a fast memory that comes to mind. So thank you too for believing in me when I at that point I was on the verge of giving up. Thank you. Absolutely. That made Always. a very big difference. It did. Always. <laughs> Amazing how the, you know someone can just say a word of encouragement. And maybe for you, you know, you just said, because you, you said it because you believed in me, but it changed a lot for me in that moment. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I actually got this, you know. I have dreams, I am capable, I'm worthy of all the good things, and it changes your whole day and the whole season for you. So thank yeah. you for believing me. Girl, always, <laughs> always. And that really warmed my heart. And so before I tear up, um, we're going to go into our closing exercise. All right. <laughs> so I want you, love, to close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to imagine yourself in a space or a place where you feel the most at peace. And it could be anywhere in the world. And during mm. this time, you're reflecting and thinking back on all of the events in your life that were meant to tear you down or meant to just keep you small. But nevertheless, through God's grace, you still rose. What is one scripture first or a quote from a favorite book or song that can encapsulate that feeling for you oh um scripture philippians mm -hmm. 4 6 to 7 that took me through so much um well god tells us that do not be anxious about anything but in all situations pray and always pray with a grateful heart and the peace of the lord that surpasses any human understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in union with Christ. That took me through so much that um, anytime I felt, you know, a fear kicking in or anxiety, all these negative feelings, my first reaction would pray. Even before I try to figure out things, say I've, I've received a rejection email, even before when I start feeling, you know, that negative feeling of, oh, maybe I'm not worth of this job, I'm never going to get a good job. I was, no, I'd be like, no, don't be anxious, don't fear, pray. And I would immediately pray. And when God says the peace of the Lord that surpasses any human understanding, it's exactly that. You get this peace in the middle of all this storm that you cannot even explain. Yes. So I'll just add anyone, whatever you're going through, let your first reaction be prayer. Anything, first pray, and you'll be surprised by the kind of peace you get, no matter what you're going through. 
Number two, um, it's a song I love. I've always had this song on replay. Like, you know that song you pray, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you, you're praying and you're also listening to the song, it's playing in the background. Um, my cousin always makes this joke whereby she's like, oh, you're going to make the musician go uh, grab some a glass of water because you're playing it so much, you know, it's on replay. It's um, <laughs> so, um, if he did it before, he's going to do it again. Mm. So basically just says like, at times I just remember all the good things God has done before. And that God who did it then is the same God right now. So if he did it before, he'll still do it again. Trust him and believe in him. So that has also taken me through different seasons of my life. Oh. Yeah. Josie. <laughs> Josie. Yeah. Not exaggerating, girl. This is one of my favorite episodes. It really, really um, is. This was so powerful and what an amazing way to start a Saturday. My love, thank you so, so much. So much. Thank you, Nick. I think this means a lot to me because um, you were there with me like when I was going through all these struggles of the job and all that. To me, getting a job I prayed for and all this other thing, like when I had five pointers for my job when I was asking for a job. And at times I felt like I'm asking too much from God. I was like, oh, am I being too much? You no, know, because I'll pray for, you know. I know we're out of time, so I'll be very no, quick no, no, on this. No, 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 continue, continue. <laughs> I had five pointers for my job. I mean, five prayer points. One was um, a job that will make me happy. You know, like when I wake up in the morning and I remember where I'm going to work, I have a smile on my face. I was very specific, even with the words. Number two, a job where I have a good work environment. You know, in the office, it's all positive vibes, uh, good people. I, number three was um, a job whereby I have a good manager, a good boss, good colleagues, you know, because that affects your job. Number four was a job that pays me well. And then number five was a job that um, has a flexible schedule that allows me to do other things that I love. Because as I mentioned, I'm a very outdoor person and it makes me happy, just brings joy into my life. So I wanted a job whereby I'm also able to do the other things that make me happy. So I'm at a point was like, am I asking for too much? You know? But Nick, do you know God did all the five and even much more? Like he went that he reminds me of in Ephesians 320 when he says he'll do exceeding abundantly what we think or even ask according to the power that works in in us. He went way and above all these prayer requests, you know. When it comes to something like a flexible schedule, at that point, I didn't even know what I exactly I wanted, but he gave me a, a hybrid job. So I work most of the days from home and a few days in the office. So with that, obviously, I'm able to do other things. He fulfilled all the five prayer points and he went beyond that. I have an amazing boss. I have amazing colleagues. I have a job that I love, you know. So even for me, I remember when I got my job offer, I, I, I said, I was like, Oh, wow. I remember. You, re you know? I like, remember, yeah. He's seen me through all these seasons. It was unbelievable. I remember when signing it, I'm like, wow. Like, God doesn't yeah. play about his kids, you know? Exactly. He's faithful. He comes through for us. So, again, it's an encouragement to everyone. Just keep trusting God. He really comes through for his children. He does. And um, no matter what you're going through right now, Pray, pray, pray. Prayer is the answer to every single thing that you have in your life. Oh. Yeah. 
Man, Josie, where can people find you on Instagram or on like LinkedIn? Um, would you feel comfortable sharing that? Oh yeah, sure. So on LinkedIn, um, I'm Josephine Minor. Um, and my Josephine doesn't have an E between S and P, so it's J O S P H I N E Minor. And on Instagram, I'm Kate Josephine Minor. And we can connect on those platforms. Absolutely. And also yeah. audience. Again, this is a lovely reminder because you've heard this at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. We are having a monthly book club slash Bible study, and it's going to happen oh. the first Wednesday of every month. So if you're mm-hmm. interested, DM me on Instagram or on Facebook so that way we can get you plugged into our WhatsApp channel. So if you want to have more in-depth conversations like this and really have fellowship with other believers who are going through different seasons, you don't have to go through it alone. Just shoot me a DM. Uh, Will you be having that on Zoom on the Wednesdays or? Yes, it will be Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and it will be on Zoom. All right. Uh, thank you. I also didn't know that. So, <laughs> well, there it is. I'll be, yeah, I'll be joining you. Yeah, having again, that's something else I've um, realized when it comes to the journey of faith, surrounding yourself ourselves with believers. So, apart from you know, reading your Bible, which is very critical, praying, uh, listening to praise and worship, surrounding yourself with believers makes a very big difference because that's how at times, um faith comes also by hearing and hearing the word of god so when you're in such um a a group you know when you hear people's testimonies and how god has been working in their lives it changes something in you so i would encourage everyone to sign up for that for the bible slash book club thank you and again it's only once a month like josie mentioned we're all busy, so I, I understand. So hopefully this is something that you can pencil into your calendar and look forward to doing every single month. But yeah, um, yeah we'll wrap up on that note. Josie, again, so grateful for you, your friendship, our sisterhood. And thank you again for sharing your wisdom today. Yeah, thank you, Nakaya. And thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.